Hi guys, welcome to episode 32 of The Beauty of Ugly. My name is Sim Tong and let's talk about some stuff. Did I speak to anybody? No, I didn't speak to anybody this week. Of course, I spoke to people. <laughs> you know, I just, what, what I mean when I say I didn't speak to anyone is that I didn't speak to anyone for my checking in on funny people live stream because that's kind of the main thing I'm known for nowadays. Um, yeah, so I didn't do any of that live stream this week and because I was lazy, I guess. Um, didn't really schedule ahead and uh, get everything arranged in time. I was a bit too disorganized. I uh, was waiting for a few things that were kind of up in the air and uh, wasn't sure what my schedule was going to be. So I didn't do any of that. So mainly I was just bringing... I was just playing quizzes the whole week, right? I look back and I realize like every day I've just been either... Uh, yesterday I didn't stream, but the past few days before that I was just playing quizzes, right? And I think the quizzes thing is kind of... Uh, it's run its course, I think. Uh, I don't think I can just keep playing playing quizzes every week. It's, I mean, uh, every day. I mean, I feel like people are starting to get bored of the quizzes, so I'm starting to get a little bit bored of the quizzes, and then people can see that I'm bored, and then they are even more bored. So it's kind of a vicious cycle. So I think we're going to put away the quizzes for a while until like uh, we really feel like the urge is like, oh, we haven't done that in a while, and then we'll do that, right? Uh... Janet Lee says, nice recipe. Oh, you're talking about the title of this stream, the title of this uh, podcast today. Uh, as you guys can see, it's <laughs> Bull Penis Double Boiled with uh, Pig Vagina, which mm, I'll get to in a little bit. But um, yeah, a pretty interesting uh, story about how, how this became our title. Basically, what we did this week was we, we did the quizzes, uh, we had a show, and also every uh, the the sad part about this week is uh, this is for future listeners. This is the week that we went uh, the state of Selangor and Kuala Lumpur, the the, the whole Klang Valley, went back into uh, conditional movement control order. We are in CMCO right now, so basically uh, the Klang Valley and uh, the state of Sabah, I think, is in CMCO. So we're all back to staying at home as much as we can, trying not to go out. Um, it is a little bit more lenient than in March. We can go out and uh, to a restaurant if we want to, but at first it was like only two people at a time. And now I think like uh, two people to a table or something. And now there's like four people to a table. Uh, so the rules, uh, yeah, I don't know what the current set of uh, SOP is. The other thing that we did was we had our online comedy show, which I haven't done in a while, but I, I did that. I had a... Basically, it's an open mic night, right? Uh, not quite open. It's a curated mic. I ask people to come on. I look for the comedians that I think will do well and have uh, and can benefit from doing an online mic. And then we I have them on the show. So this week we had Shark, Juliana, me, and Ayman. Uh, some of my favorite uh, people. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it was fun. We had fun doing that. And Shark did like an 18-minute set, which was uh, very good. I, Yeah, I think we're all working on our half hour now. And uh, we're all going to get there soon, I think. Yeah, so uh, once again, before the government... Before the authorities made any announcements, I think like a day or two before that, 
crack house comedy actually made their decision first to to kind of close down for the week. And so I think next time, uh, if I want to know if there's a, an MCO or CMCO, I just have to look at what Rizal and Arlene are doing at the crack house uh, because they they are very uh, responsible. They are very uh, careful. Uh, they are careful about their family and their kids as well. And uh, also the their customers, of course. So uh, yeah, <laughs> whenever the I think if the crack house uh, closes down, it could be a sign. So far, it's proven to be true twice in a row, right? Uh, yeah, could be a sign that the authorities might follow suit <laughs> soon. <laughs> so the other thing that we did this week was we had this uh, kind of joke feedback session, uh, joke writing session which we used to do, especially at the beginning of MCO, we did quite a few of those. Uh, we did probably like probably like five or six of those. And then we kind of stopped doing it because I think Chiho was busy. Uh, I was running out of jokes and Mick didn't really have any more jokes. Uh, Riesman didn't really join us because his internet sucks. This week, we kind of revived that and we had a very good session. And Pat Fern and Bing joined us. Uh, they just started uh, performing online comedy. And Mikhail had some really good jokes uh, that I have, I had not heard of before. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for him. I'm not going to spoil it for you. You guys have to watch his show uh, because uh, it, it just won't be funny the way I tell. Because I, I don't remember it. I just remember, I just remember premises. But it was a really good one. And then Chiho had one that was kind of uh, like really funny to me in the sense that uh, it's about uh, the way Cantonese people curse. Uh, and um, there's this bunch of like idioms or sayings that are just like very crude and revolves around the word shit and uh, backside, right? Backside basically is um, uh, the, the word shit is in the word backside also in Cantonese. So um, he had three sayings uh, around the word uh, shit that is quite often said, I guess. Uh, one I have not heard of that much, but the other two definitely I've heard of many times before. And uh, I think his joke is, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good one because he, I mean, it's not complete yet, but I think it's going to be a good one because when I hear those sayings, I also laugh. Um, there's just something very funny to Cantonese-speaking people about the way Cantonese uh, curses and Cantonese um, these um, phrases uh, are put together. You, you just imagine like who put these phrases together? This must be one real foul mouth sailor. <laughs> you know, it's there was one saying uh, that Chiho had in his joke that was kind of like um, if it's kind of like if you hate someone, right? If somebody did something really bad to you and you just curse them out, you know, you, and this curse goes something like, um, when you give birth to a baby, your baby would have no backside. And, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. And uh, to me, like before the joke has even worked yet, the saying is already funny. So when I hear that saying, it is super funny to me. I remember there was one uh, comedian, Sao uh, Fan, I think is the name, and she used to have a joke that had this saying inside as well. She had a joke about how um, Chinese people or Cantonese-speaking Chinese people uh, would hire a lady at a temple, I think, or something. I've only heard this, but I've never seen it. But I, I've always heard that this lady exists. Um, it's a lady that you can kind of um, pay money to, and she would kind of curse out your enemies for you. And she would take out a, like a slipper, 
and just hit like this paper um, doll that is a represent representation of your enemy or your this petty person. Uh, it's called hitting the petty person, but basically, it's something like there's a petty person in your life who's giving you a lot of grief, and you just trying to get him off your back. And prop the way of doing this is to hire this lady to curse him out and like bring some bad luck to him so that he he would be too busy to get on your case, right? I think that's the idea. And um, as Sao Fan was doing the act up for her joke, she would act out this what this lady would say. And one of the things this lady would say was like, "Sang zai de mo si fan," and then she would hit the paper doll with a slipper. And what she's actually saying with this saying is, "Uh, yeah, your baby is gonna be born with no backside, uh, basically no butthole." And The minute she said that, I just burst out laughing. And uh, the other day when uh, Chiho, you know, was going through his joke, and he went to when he went to that part, I was laughing my ass off. And then I I realized like it was just me and Chiho laughing. And I realized like this this thing is really funny if you speak Cantonese, and it's not funny if you don't speak Cantonese. And and I was explaining how funny these sayings are. And then I I brought up my example, which is like. If you are in a really messed up situation, like uh, if you are American, you might say, "Oh, this is uh, fucked up beyond recognition, right?" Now, uh, fubar or um, situation normal, all fucked up, uh, snafu, right? Or uh, you might say, "This is a clusterfuck." But for the Cantonese, they have uh, something similar. They say, "Like this is a pot of bull penis double boiled with pig vagina," and it's just like. Who comes up with this? You know, like just me thinking about who came up with this uh, saying. Uh, just me picturing that someone could have just uh, imagination, you know, and uh, I guess the vocabulary, the verbal prowess in curse words to be able to come up with this. This thing, which also sounds like a Chinese dish, by the way. As soon as I said it, Chiho laughed his ass off, and then uh, I was laughing. And then we looked around, and it's like he and I were the only one. Only the Cantonese-speaking people would laugh at this, and then the non-Cantonese-speaking people they were wondering, like, what's so funny about this? Not that funny, you know. So yeah, um, that's why that's why this uh, the title of this show is called this, and. Uh, <laughs> It's so vulgar and so ugly that it's beautiful. You know what I mean? It's the beauty of ugly. It's, it is like, who comes up with this stupid shit, right? But it's also, it's kind of ingenious, right? It's kind of so dumb, but it's also kind of um, <laughs> ingenious, and you just have to admire. You just have to admire how stupid it is uh, that someone is actually that creative. Um, so every time I hear these phrases, that these Cantonese phrases, you know, sang cai mo si fat ngau lan tan chi. What is the other one? <laughs> yeah, the other one that Chiho said was sexy orphan, um, <laughs> which is also very funny. It's um, it's an insult uh, for someone who is uh very incompetent. It's like uh, if someone is very incompetent and has done something stupid. You say this guy is very useless, but you don't just say useless. You say this guy sexy orphan, which is like this guy eats poop and shits out rice, which uh, because in uh, in Chiho's joke he ex- explores this a little bit, and I- I'm not gonna go into it too much because it's gonna be a- very funny when he comes up with it, and I'm just gonna ruin it. But uh, basically, he's op- he makes the observation that actually this is quite useful. This is not useless, you know. <laughs> So yeah, uh, that was uh, that was the fun part of this week, and um, 
the not so fun part was uh okay so if uh any of seeming's friends are here they might have seen this she posted a picture of me just like being exasperated and i had my eyes closed and uh, i was just like <sighs> taking in this uh just trying to breathe out the stress i was in this situation of basically bull penis double boiled with pig vagina right and she just posted it up like cryptically and everyone is like oh what's going on here and uh, i think one of our friends was a little a little bit concerned because she was like oh what, what's wrong what's wrong and uh seeming just right uh, but uh I'll, I'll explain what that thing is all about there's no drama now but on that morning for about a day and a half there was a lot of drama and i'll, I'll get into that a little bit but uh, i i just got reminded of something else so my friend andrew kid he uh, he's a great cook recently started a youtube channel so i think somebody one of our friends i think it maybe it was angie who said like uh yeah andrew why don't you uh cook <laughs> cook the bull penis and pig vagina dish you know <laughs> and uh and and i was like yeah this is gonna be awesome you know make a video of it it's gonna you turn this saying that has always been just a just a phrase right and people have always used this phrase but nobody has actually ever cooked the dish so if you actually you know find the ingredients and cook this dish then uh for sure this will go viral this will be like the next uncle roger video right uncle roger is gonna make a reaction video for sure on your video so uh it was a brilliant idea uh, but then uh, so far, I think uh, Andrew has been trying to get the ingredients and it's so far it seems quite hard because uh, I think bull penis uh, is actually a thing that Chinese people <laughs> is actually an ingredient that Chinese people uh, put into uh, cooking. But uh, pig vagina is uh, no, <laughs> it's not. And we said, uh, why don't you ask the butcher? Maybe you can get the butcher, you know, like the butcher will know where the part ends up, you know, and before it ends up there, maybe it, you can get it. And the butcher says, oh, no, even we don't see the pig vagina because uh, they get rid of it at the factory. By the time it reaches us, there's no pig vagina, right? Um, they say it's, it's very smelly and uh, yeah. Uh, so even the butcher doesn't even the butcher doesn't want to deal with it that's how smelly it is right so my question uh, which uh, i think andrew is going to ask the butcher next time he sees him is uh what other parts of the pig do they actually get rid of at the factory before it before it gets to the butcher right uh, is it only that one part or is it other parts as well um yeah just out of curiosity just uh <laughs> for those of you who are thinking along those lines uh, nothing sexual about it um but it is uh i don't know is it perverse or is it intellectual curiosity or are those two things the same thing maybe thinking outside the box uh is actually just about asking questions that other people don't ask sometimes right yeah so that was that was that whole uh, thing and if and andrew if you ever cook that dish uh manage to find the ingredients and cook that dish and uh, go viral uh on youtube uh don't forget me okay i'm your friend <laughs> Okay, uh, shall we get into the drama at home? So about a week ago, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get into trouble for talking about this, but uh, it's my podcast, right? This is the beauty of ugly. This is the reason why we're here to talk about all the things that we normally don't talk about uh, at home. And uh, you guys can enjoy it because uh, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to get into trouble for it and you guys can just listen to it and not get into trouble. So that's that's the fun for you. 
Okay, so uh, about a week ago, there was this uh, lady who uh, called me, and she is actually a sex educator. Her name is June, June Lau, and she has a YouTube channel, which I encourage you guys to go and check out. Uh, I think her shows are called Popet Popet Dengan June Lau, and it's in Bahasa Malaysia, but it's but it, it's about sex, sexual education and all the things that people ask questions about, about sex. And there is quite a bit like, um, yeah, what will happen if I uh, pleasure myself too often? Uh, you know, will I get hairy arms or hairy hands or will I go blind or will I die? That kind of thing. Um, so it approaches it from a scientific perspective. Religion and cultural taboos are left out of it, but it's purely looking at it from a scientific point of view. It's like, oh, okay, from a scientific point of view, there's been no evidence that this will make you blind or anything. So it kind of answers those questions. So um, pretty good, um, especially if uh, for people who uh, have, you know, teenagers maybe who have questions about sex. Uh, yeah, maybe you can watch that channel together. I think it's very, uh, it's very educational. I, I wish I had this when I was, uh, you know, um, 14 or uh, 13 or 14, right? Or 15 or even 18. Uh, I would have benefited from this. So, yeah. Um, so one of my friends is actually a friend with Jun Lao, uh, one of our friends, me and Siming's friends. And uh, she was like, hey, uh, I gave her this idea like, hey, um, maybe you can collaborate with some comedians and then like, um, that can kind of like bring up more, you know, um, funny content that is also uh, educational and is, can spread the message a bit further so we we were gonna we were thinking of like maybe collaborating and uh yeah i, I need i still need to speak to june by the way <laughs> I, I haven't spoken to her she was supposed to call me on thursday but she was busy then she was supposed to call me on friday but uh she hasn't called me yet so uh yeah so i was kind of waiting for her call but at the same time uh Let's see, on Thursday, okay, I got into trouble with my wife. Okay, no, I got into trouble, the first time I got into trouble with my wife for this episode, uh, by the way, I, I get into tr trouble with my wife every day, but uh, for this particular episode, it all started last week when I was on the phone with Jun Lau, and my wife was like, who is he talking to? She forgot that I told her that I was going to be uh, talking to this person. So uh, I was talking to her on the phone and we were talking about like, you know, <laughs> all, the, all the ideas about like uh, what could be a topic, you know, uh, and then it was like um, guilt about masturbation, things like that. And Seeming was like, who is he talking to about masturbation? <laughs> so you could, you could kind of imagine like she uh, was a little bit concerned, right? And I was oblivious to it. I was like sitting like in the same room with seeming having this phone conversation with this lady about like you know masturbation and like um teenage child pregnancies and she was pretty pissed my wife was pretty pissed and then and then i explained to her oh no it's because of this you know this is uh could be an opportunity to you know um help out and at the same time kind of like maybe get my name out there a little bit among other people's platforms you know um so yeah, I think on that day, seeming was okay. And then a week later, because uh, I think I told seeming like, ah, yeah, June's going to call again on Thursday. Don't be upset. Uh, June didn't call on Thursday. 
But then on Thursday, I was streaming with my son. We were playing Minecraft and we were having fun. And then I was like, okay, uh, it's, I, I don't want to keep telling my son like, okay, I, I can't play right now. I can't play right now. I don't want to be that dad, right? So I was like, okay, I'm supposed to stream my regular stream. But since you asked, okay, we'll play. And then it took a while to set up the thing. And then by the time we got started, it was already 3 p.m., right? Which is the normal time when I stream. So I'm like, okay, let's continue playing Minecraft for a little bit. So I was telling the gang, and you guys received the message. I was like, okay, I'm going to be a little bit late with the stream today. So we continued playing Minecraft. And then I think by maybe 4 p.m. or so, we were like, okay, uh, enough of the Minecraft thing. Okay, and then I started streaming. And then we played a quiz. And then I, as I was in the middle of the quiz, I heard Seeming say like, it's time for dinner. I'm like, what? It's not even 5 p.m. It's time for dinner. I'm like, okay. And then turning my head to the side, I was like, okay, uh, once I'm done with the quiz, I'm going to be down there, right? I was thinking it's early. It's early, right? We have time. I, I said, okay, I'll, I'll go there once the quiz is finished. And then uh, by the time we finished, I think it was like, I don't know, 5.30. And I went downstairs and Siming had... She was hungry. She was hungry that day. She cooked early. She just ate. And then she wasn't talking to me the rest of the night. She was just angry. Uh, because I think the next day when I... The next day, she was still angry at me. Like, she was pissed in the morning. And that was when she took that picture. I was just exasperated by how uh, we were not able to communicate uh, that whole two days. And so I was like, okay... I think I figured it out. I think she thought that I was on the phone. She was like, you're on the phone with some woman. I'm like, I'm not on the phone with any woman I was streaming. She's like, "How? why are you streaming so late? That's not your usual time. And I'm like, uh, because I was playing Minecraft with Max, right? Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, that's what happened. According to me, anyway. <laughs> you, know, you never know, I could be lying, right? Um, so that's what happened, and I just... Uh, I think she thought I was talking to that sex educator lady about sex again, and uh, I think she got upset. So, yeah, that was the drama at home. Really, a uh, bull penis, double boiled with pig vagina that, that two days. And anyway, I, I think I just can't deal with this. I, in the end, I, uh, I think I'm going to ask some other comedian to help her out. And I, I think it, it could be a good opportunity for someone uh someone else uh so i i think uh yeah you you you'll see a comedian uh collaborating with june lao and something i already recommended one of my good buddies uh, i think they can work very very well together since uh he's also very funny and uh very socially aware as well um so i think it'll be good and uh if Okay, Jun Lao, if you're watching this, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to tell you this over a <laughs> stream. I meant to call you, but I just forgot. And uh, yeah, uh, and I'm going to call you and let you know that uh, you'll be working with Prakash, I think. Yeah, uh, if you want to. Uh, yeah, but check out the the, the Popek Popek uh, channel on uh, YouTube. Um, pass it around, you know, if you know any kids who are sexually curious concern it could be helpful um but you you watch it first right <laughs> you watch it first and see whether it's appropriate for your kid right the other thing is uh i noticed this thing which uh i think i told some of you guys like andrew kit and pat friend remember when we were doing the when we first discovered the quizzes right i was uh 
the first quiz was uh, Greece, right? And I was like, oh, okay, this reminds me of uh, like holes in my childhood that I don't remember. I'm having to fill fill them up. So I went back to watch Greece. I went back to watch uh, Saturday Night Fever. I even watched uh, Staying Alive, which was actually a movie that's actually a few years later. I think I was already a teenager by then. Yeah, so I watched these three movies, but I didn't watch Grease 2, right? So Grease 2, the last time I watched it was actually, was probably 12. But there was a song that all the girls in my class were singing. Uh, I was in a co-ed school, right, in primary. And all the girls in uh, my standard six class was always singing that, um, I'll be your girl for a season, that song, right? And that was a song that I hadn't heard in... 37 years yeah haven't heard that song in 37 years but somehow because my brain was jogged by you know the songs of Greece the songs of um, those years you know Saturday Night Fever and especially by Greece I think and somehow I was like I don't know one day I was just humming that tune and I was like how did this song get into my head and at, at first, I thought it was a song from Greece. I was like, okay, uh, how come I didn't see this song, right? You know, when I was watching the movie uh, the other day uh, on Netflix. And I realized that song wasn't in that movie. That song was in Greece too. And it came back to me that, oh, okay, this was from Standard 6. And uh, it's just amazing to me that like you, you just think about a topic and then it can actually bring out related topics from like 37 years ago. That's... That's kind of amazing. Like, people always say, like the human brain is a, a very powerful, like more powerful than any computer, supercomputer that um, exists. And I always feel like, yeah, if that's so, like, how come I can't remember what I ate for lunch, right? But the thing is, it is very powerful, but it's uh, it's also very cluttered. You know, in, sometimes you gotta bring it back to the surface. So I was talking uh, about all these Cantonese uh, phrases, right, uh, with Chi Ho, and then two days later. I was humming some Kali Kwong 1980s uh, Cantonese songs. And I'm like, where the hell did this come from? I'm like, how come this is getting into my head right now? And then I was thinking about it. And I'm like, oh, it's from two days ago when I was saying all this uh, Ngaolan Tanji things. <laughs> Which I don't know why. The, the only connection between the two is that they are both in the Cantonese language. Because uh, the Kali Kwong songs are very respectful, very... They're, they're not like um, very vulgar, not not even crude or not even like very layman language, like, uh, like uh, some of the Sam Hui, uh, the private investigators type of song, right? Uh, it's, it's very, you know, pretty much very run-of-the-mill kind of um, Cantonese love songs. But the fact that like my Cantonese brain woke up that day and then three days later or two days later I was like humming these tunes I'm like man the brain is like kind of mysterious right it's like it's it's kind of like Facebook ads you know <laughs> like like that joke of <laughs> where you you look up a, a dog collar and then uh, you end up with a like all you're targeted by all these ads man. Like, uh, here's a slave collar and here's a anal plug and here's a vibrating dildo right okay uh so that's that's my topic for this week. Uh, I think I don't really have anything more to say, but let's have a look at the comments. Uh, oh, Angie Kita says, worst case scenario, Andrew should try going to the abattoir. What is the abattoir? I've heard this word before, but I don't know what it means. Uh, what is the abattoir? Pat Fern says, the pig 
kidney smell bad too unless it's properly cleaned. So is the pig vagina worse? The fact that the it doesn't get to the butcher could mean two things. Could mean either it's so smelly and so dirty that even the butcher, you know, is like, yeah, there's, there's no point you bringing that here. Or it's just um, nobody eats it because of the, you know, the, the association of this is a, the genitals of the animal. So that's the, that association. So it's like, I'm not going to put that in my mouth, you know. So uh, maybe, maybe that's why, like, there's no value in, in the butcher having that. But then you could say pre pretty much the same thing about other things, right? Like, uh, there are parts of the pig that isn't used, probably. I don't know. Actually, the whole pig is pretty much used, right? It's, uh, everything in the pig is used. Kidney, liver, small intestines, stomach, and brain. <laughs> Chinese people uh, will find a dish for every one of those, right? Yeah, but not the pig's vagina. Is the pig's vagina the only part of the pig that there is no Chinese dish for? I think that's the question. Or is it because the smell is really so bad that it creates a problem for the butcher. So it's like, okay, don't bring the whole pig except for that part because uh, if you bring that part, then nobody's going to come to my stall. Is that the reason? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the real uh, reason is. But uh, interesting to me. Uh, uh, yeah, as I, as I said, maybe because I'm perverted or maybe I'm just too curious or I just think it's interesting. Abattoir, a place where animals are slaughtered. Okay, so abattoir is a place where animals are slaughtered and, and uh, okay, so then the butcher gets the rest of the animal. Mm, okay. Okay, Pat Friend says where animals are slaughtered as well. But the pig's penis and testicles are fine. That's discrimination. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's actually sexual discrimination, right? You can put a pig's penis and testicles into your mouth, but not a pig's vagina? Hmm, I don't know what it is. What is it? Actually, what is it? Is it because of disease? Or is that something? It can't be, right? If the, if it's... <laughs> a pig has some STD, you know, you don't want to eat it. But then if it has STD, a penis and, yeah, genitals would all have it, right? It wouldn't just be the vagina. Uh, yeah, I don't really know the reason, but, uh, yeah, if anybody knows the reason for this, uh, put it into the comments wherever you are, whether you're audio podcast listener, uh, live stream watcher, or, uh, YouTube watcher, I guess. Uh, I, this episode is gonna have to be, uh, 18 and above only. Uh, I hope I, re I hope I remember to put the, the restriction on YouTube. Yeah. What do you guys want to talk about? Amos Yi was arrested. What do you guys think about that? The Singaporean national... Amos Yee has been charged with child porn in the United States. Uh, Famous Yee, if you don't remember, was that young kid. Well, he's not that young anymore. He's uh, considered a grown man now. Yes. Uh, how old is he? 21. But a few years ago, uh, when Lee Kuan Yew first, well, first died. When Lee Kuan Yew died, Amos Yee is 20 years old. Okay. When Lee Kuan Yew died, everybody is like, oh, oh what a loss. What a, you know, we lost a national treasure or whatever. And he was kind of like, I think he likes being a contrarian, uh, and also he's a he's very articulate and he's very um, he's a skilled orator. If only he uh, wasn't so crass, if he didn't use shock that much in his uh, in his videos. But having said that, his videos are better than mine will ever be. So who am I to say, right? 
But uh, I, I just think, uh, just from a viewer's point of view, I just think like this message would go even further, in my opinion, if he wasn't like using the F word like every other word. I mean, every punchline was the F word. So I, I was kind of like, well, um, could have been better. He was basically saying like Lee Kuan Yew, you know, finally he's dead. He's happy that he's dead. And because he was a horrible man and, and then he went on to defend like why Lee Kuan Yew was bad for Singapore. I feel like he could have made those points without shitting on the dead so much. It's not a very good way of endearing you to your audience. And also he kind of linked Lee Kuan Yew to Jesus. And then he started shitting on, on people who worship Jesus. I think he's, I could see his point. In a way, I could see like, um, like basically, I, I, I kind of agree that you shouldn't hero worship your leaders to the point where you are blind to uh, all their flaws, right? I, I, I could see that. Um, but the way he went about it, I think uh, really rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. But at the same time, uh, yeah, he, uh, he was very viral. So uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong and he's right. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, he is in trouble. Amos Yee charged with child porn in United States. Singaporean national Amos Yee has been charged with child porn in the United States. The 20-year-old alleged exchanged nude photos and thousands of messages with a 14-year-old Texas girl while he was living in Chicago. So, um, like, I, I didn't really know like what is the covered under child porn but i guess it this is part of it like i always thought of child porn as in like oh you have like a hard drive where you you know have a lot of child pornography on there and then you you get caught right um but this one is kind of like he's a 20 year old he's dating uh obviously a kid right 14 year old not even not even borderline 14 year old and yeah, they were exchanging nude photos. So uh, I guess that, yeah, that, that falls under child pornography because uh, who knows what he's doing with the photos, right? I mean, he's obviously jerking off to them, but at the same time, he could be, you know, distributing them. And uh, I always thought that like pornography was, don't know, in, in my mind, right? I, I don't know the legal terms, but in my mind, I always thought of pornography as in like, using pornographic material for financial I, I get gain i guess like you're selling it maybe my uh that is a very limited uh way of thinking of pornography yeah uh the traditional sense of the word i guess is what i'm trying to say uh but it covers this as well prosecutors say they obtained messages ye exchange between april and july 2019 Okay, the messages included nude photos he requested and received from the girl and nude photos of himself that he sent to her. The minor repeatedly brought up her age in the messages prosecutors said. He instructed the girl in messages to remove her age from her profile on WhatsApp. Okay, so he knew it was wrong, but he's like, yeah, let's just do that. The teenager eventually reached out to a group interested in exposing pedophiles when their relationship eventually soured ah okay so uh you should never date anyone who is below the legal age in whatever country that is right because uh you might think ah this is a borderline or whatever right in in this case i i don't know i i can imagine even if she was a very mature looking texas girl she's 14 no you're, you're taking advantage of uh of someone who's 
14, even if no matter what they look like, your brain is 14, right? They're 14, that's what I'm saying. Uh, the teenager eventually reach out to a group. Okay, so it's like, you might say like, oh, you know, this is puppy love or this is whatever, whatever you want to call it. One day you, you're going to get into trouble with it because you, you know, you're going to break up with this girl and she's going to regret being with you try to defend himself during his uh, bond hearing on Friday. He made several attempts to defend himself. He claimed he had information he could provide about his case, but he was told to shush. Do not open your mouth right now, Amos, the assistant public defender repeatedly warned him. Chicago sometimes reported, just keep your mouth shut. Yeah, I think they, they also know what they're dealing with because uh, when you have someone who his whole life has just been gaining attention by going on the internet, being loud, being uh, provocative, being a contrarian. It's going to be very hard to defend him because he might just burst out and on a whim and do a little Donald Trump, you know, in the courthouse. And then uh, you're going to go, well, okay, that's our defense now, I guess. You know, YouTube posting. He advocated for pedophiles while in the US where he posted videos to his now removed YouTube channel. Okay, so YouTube uh, removed his channel. Prosecutor said he also ran a pro-pedophile forum on a message board. Oh my god. On YouTube in 2019, Yi even addressed rumors of an inappropriate relationship with a young girl. He argued that even if he did sexually abuse a 14-year-old, it does not change that there is nothing immoral about pedophilia. Yi's troll identity was used as his defense at his hearing. Okay. His assistant public defender described him as an internet troll who is all over the internet saying fantastic things. Comments ye made online should be taken with skepticism, his attorney argued. I think this fact that he's, they're going for a very strange uh, defense is kind of interesting. Like uh, he's an internet troll who is all over the internet saying fantastic things. I think this is a, like a desperate attempt because it's very damning to him because I think he, for the past two years, have been going on the internet all over the place and just saying like, oh, pedophilia is okay or whatever, right? Now they're saying like, oh, he's not, he doesn't really mean these things. He's, he is an internet troll. He just says these things. And in a way, I guess they're saying like, these things shouldn't be used against him in court. But I have a problem with this because that means that say you are a gentleman who means what you say and you say what you mean, right? As uh, Peter O'Toole says in The Last Emperor. Um, then what you say can be used against you in a court of law, right? Uh, but then if you're an internet troll who's just all over the place, um, you know, starting fights uh, on forums with other people, um, just being a jerk, <laughs> being a douche, uh, then you're okay, you know, nothing you say, you know, can be used against you because uh, you say a bunch of things. I, I don't think this holds in court. I hope it doesn't because uh, it would be a horrendous precedence uh, for future cases. I have a feeling, yeah, I was saying, I have a feeling it might be a mistake uh, bring, opening this uh, Amos Yee can of worms on the same uh, podcast that I'm also talking about uh, bull's penis and uh, pig's vagina because I feel like sometimes people will get upset over these things. I think uh, George Carlin was one that actually said, there was one, I think, TV station. They made him choose between two jokes. It's like, uh, out of these two, these two might be too much. You, you can you can do one of them, but you can't do both. 
So each of these jokes were fine by themselves, but to have both of them in the same set was too much and uh, people might get offended. As I was halfway reading this uh, Amos Yee thing, I was like, oh my god, what am I doing? I should I shouldn't be doing this. This is too much for one episode. I was thinking about that uh, George Carlin thing that he said. All right. So that's it for this episode of uh, The Beauty of Ugly. I'll see you guys next week on the next episode. Bye, everybody.